From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, April 7th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. A Cleveland mother and her boyfriend have been formally charged in the death of her seven-year-old son, who found a loaded gun in their home. ONN's Lydia Aspara reports. In early March, somehow, seven-year-old Demetrius Dunlap found the weapon. Police say he shot himself. Demetrius died at the hospital. On Wednesday, 28-year-old Brian Irby and the boy's mother, 28-year-old Shartika Mock, were indicted by a grand jury. They face involuntary manslaughter charges. The seven-year-old's death has been ruled accidental, but the county prosecutor says it could have been prevented. Mock and Irby are due back in court on April 20th. In Cleveland, Lydia Spara. Two people have been arrested for murder in connection with the death two weeks ago of a five-year-old girl. ONN's Dave James has more. 24-year-old Janicia Brooks, the girl's mother, and 32-year-old Colin Green, who both live at the same address, are each being held on half a million dollars bond. Cameron Riley was pronounced dead at Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital on March 22nd. Children and Family Services say the child was malnourished and suffered from various injuries. Authorities say Brooks has mental health issues and that the home was in a deplorable and unsanitary condition. Three other children are now in the care of another family member. Dave James, ONN News. An assisted living facility in Toledo is facing a wrongful death lawsuit. Attorney Wes Merillat represents the family of the 86-year-old woman who died at Oakleaf Village last fall, claiming not only was she neglected, but also sexually assaulted. On multiple occasions, the family made Oakleaf aware that there was a particular male resident that would enter their mother's living quarters. Oakleaf assured them that they were monitoring the situation. They found the individual without clothing in their mother's uh, room at approximately 1 a.m. In, in the morning. Marillette says the facility not properly caring for her led to health issues and infections. Charges have been filed in connection to the death of a woman in Bowling Green, southwest of Toledo. ONN's Amanda Fay has the story. A Wood County grand jury indicted Jimmy Cole with three counts of murder. Prosecutors say Cole killed 23-year-old Alicia Rosa late last month. Rosa's body was found on North Main Street just north of downtown Bowling Green. Police say Rosa and Cole had an existing relationship. Rosa's family tells us she was pregnant with her first child at the time of her death. No word when Cole will make his first court appearance. I'm Amanda Fay. A 31-year-old suburban Cincinnati police officer who was killed in a crash while responding to a call was laid to rest yesterday. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has more. Officer Tim Unwin died last Friday. Hundreds of officers attended. Springfield Township's police chief spoke directly to Officer Unwin. Tim, we saw you with that rainbow over our PD last Friday when you died. We heard your thunder yesterday at church. We get it. We know you love us. And we love you too. But rest easy, because we all got this. After the service, a large police procession took Officer Owen's body to his final resting place. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The driver of the other car in the crash, 50-year-old William Dunson of nearby North College Hill, also was killed. His family attended the officer's funeral. The crash remains under investigation. Results of soil testing by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency have determined that the East Palestine City Park is safe. So the Easter egg hunt scheduled for tomorrow will proceed as planned. Just over two months after that toxic train derailment, the village has cleaned recreational equipment in the park. Also, the pool and tennis courts have been cleaned to get ready for the season. 
The mulch and landscape fabric was removed and the playground was power washed and disinfected. Mayor Trent Conaway says testing has confirmed the park is safe for the community to enjoy. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown joined rail union workers in Sandusky yesterday, where a Norfolk Southern train derailed last October. He and other officials are calling for lawmakers to pass the Railway Safety Act of 2023. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. That legislation would require two-person crews, increased training, and higher financial penalties. The Public Utilities Commission of Ohio has approved more than a million dollars in safety upgrades for railways, and that's just for 15 Ohio counties. Wheeling and Lake Erie Railway is installing LED at grade crossings in the north-central counties. The Cincinnati East Terminal Railway will be in northeast Ohio counties, and the Akron-Barberton Cluster Railway is doing the same for Portage County. All of these upgrades are expected to be finished in April of next year. I'm Yolanda Harris. The CDC's latest color-coded map of COVID activity in Ohio shows none of the 88 counties are in the red for high transmission. Only eight Ohio counties are now in the yellow for medium transmission. In East Cleveland, City Council held a news conference yesterday to announce an emergency resolution. Council members say the mayor there used a budget he created instead of the version approved by them, and that his budget puts the city $30 million in debt over the next five years. More from ONN's Neil Fisher. City Council says the mayor and the finance director in East Cleveland have been reckless and have failed to perform their duties for the residents in East Cleveland. The City Council now filing that emergency resolution to charge Mayor Brandon King and the finance director with dereliction of duty. During the press conference, we were given a statement by East Cleveland's law director that says in part, currently we are in litigation with City Council involving not only the legitimacy of appointed counselors, but also there's a discrepancy involving whom they hired as council clerk until both are resolved. We should expect these kind of accusations, end quote. I'm Neil Fisher. A debate is raging over grave decorations at a cemetery east of Columbus in Newark. ONN's Lacey Crisp has details. In black and white signs as you enter Cedar Hill Cemetery, it says you cannot have artificial decorations after April 1st, which is when crews start mowing. Well, this rule has been in place for decades. It hasn't been enforced until now, which is very upsetting to some family members. I reached out to the mayor, the city council president, and the superintendent who oversees the cemetery. None would go on camera. In Newark, Lacey Crisp. One of Akron's most popular event destinations, Lock 3, is getting an upgrade. Here's ONN's Jay Crawford. Leaders broke ground on the Lock 3 vision plan. The vision aims to build on the park's success as an event, concert, and festival public space. They want to develop a year-round park along the Ohio and Erie Canal towpath. I'm Jay Crawford. And somebody has struck it rich in a small town located midway between Sandusky and Toledo. ONN's Angela Ann in Columbus reports. Have you been to Oak Harbor, Ohio lately? If not, you'll wish you had because a winning classic lotto ticket sold there two days ago landed someone $7.4 million. The Ohio Lottery tweeted one ticket hit that jackpot Wednesday night in Northwest Ohio at Community Markets in Ottawa County. I'm Angela Ann. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.